When you grow up, your heart dies. Who cares? I care. Hey, Corey. What's up? We made it. Fuck yeah. Episode 20. We did it. The Season Breakfast one. Club. Season one? Yeah. It's fucking complete. I... I'm not going to lie. I've actually been kind of nervous. I know. And excited about doing The Breakfast Club. It's like, uh, I feel like there's a lot of people looking up to us on this one. Howard Hughes is smiling down on us from heaven. Right. Don't Molly. you fuck this up. Right. And Molly Wingroll's like, you better get yeah. my career back on back in check. Yeah. You know, and Patrick Swayze's like, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all smiling down, like that song where it's like, and I know you're shining down on me. Like, they're all singing that song. Like, um, I think like, uh, I think that song is written about, um, who's that fucking guy? Not Tupac, Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, uh, they wrote that song about him. It's either that or like, um, Tears in Heaven. I know that Clapton wrote that for like his daughter that died, but it was also kind of important that we do good on this episode otherwise uh howard hughes will be crying tears in heaven right it's true so and you know the only thing that i really want to get out of this uh-huh. more than anything is i just want to impress howard hughes yep you know like if you let him down you let, you let everyone down you just let everybody down i want to say america but you know that uh we've actually gotten listeners from over nine countries now yeah so that's pretty cool. We over were, nine, less than ten. Yeah. Well, okay, not over nine. <laughs> <laughs> We've got at least nine. We got half of eighteen. Uh, Canada. Actually, I think that we can add Canada because on the Spotify charts it says that someone in Canada listened to us. So nice. Yep. And our stats only come from what Anchor gives us, and I mm-hmm. think they base. I don't know what they base their probably Spotify because they're either partnered or owned by Spotify. Nice. So. Um, so yeah, we're global. Us, pay us anchor. Yeah, for that shout out. Yeah, tell everybody to to pay us. Oh, and on that note, we we do appreciate you guys sharing and commenting and giving us emails and you know and rate yeah. us on iTunes because we've been having a really good time doing this and I feel like we've had some good feedback and some yeah, we actually really have. Like it, so it's been awesome. Uh, leaving us a review. I mean, we prefer five stars, but if you want to give us a one star and say these guys fucking promised me Breakfast Club and wouldn't shut up about Eric Clapton songs in the first two minutes, then we'll be like, yeah. No, you know, I I have a really hard time with people that give bad reviews. If someone takes the time to like hate on it, then I'd be like, all right. Right. But like, did you, like if you buy something mm-hmm. on Amazon or I don't know, anywhere online right? and you don't you're not satisfied do you just instantly jump on and give a bad review no i don't i because i've had a couple of bad purchases right and then all i do is just contact the seller first and say hey this was messed up what do you want to do about it and then they'll either say oh well that's too bad um here's partial refund will that work or let me make it right like everybody is willing to make whatever discrepancy you have right don't give them a bad review unless they absolutely deserve it Mm -hmm. so Anyways, I, I feel like, uh, what the fuck, uh, what's Anthony Michael Hall's character? What's his name? Brian? Sure. I feel like Brian would be that guy. He'd be that guy that would go on there and he would, even if he had a horrible experience, he's probably still giving you a good review. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe like, I don't even know their names. I know Bender. 
Like I've seen The Breakfast Club a billion times and I can't remember their names. What was Molly Ringwald's? Glenn? Clara? It wasn't Glenn. <laughs> and that's for damn sure. Carla? It was well, something with this. It was a family name, right? What if we um, paused it so we actually knew their names right here? Okay. All right. So in true, that's basically the 80s fashion. Uh, we don't know half the things we're talking about, but we do have all of their names now. We chatted it over and... Uh, I mean, there's only seven fucking people in the whole movie. You'd think yeah. that we could remember seven people's names. Seven people. Well, I guess the mom, like Anthony Michael Hall's mom has a speaking role, right. but she's the only in the movie for like, what, one mm-hmm. second. And then the daughter's like, yeah, get the fuck out of here and go right. to detention, bitch. But yeah. So that, yeah, that's classic us. We mm-hmm. forget their names. I don't know anything. But, you know, I could talk about their shoes all day because yeah. they do have the shoe They did montage. wear some cool shoes. A lot of good stuff. Anyways, let's jump into this thing. What so, do you think, man? There's like if you haven't seen The Breakfast Club before, do you just think like, oh, The Breakfast Club? What are they gonna do? Just like go fucking hang out and like cook it's sausage like a, and shit? Or you know how there's like golf clubs, but this is just like a breakfast club. Uh, you know, I actually could get down on a breakfast club. Mm-hmm. I could go to a club and all they do is just like, all they do is breakfast. Yeah, it's just kind of like fuck. I wonder what's happened down at the Breakfast Club today. You get down there. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sausages and eggs. Hell yeah. Throw that on some fucking flapjacks. Mm-hmm. Is that what we call the flapjacks? Yeah, we call them flapjacks a nice. few episodes ago. But uh, but yeah, no, The Breakfast Club, man. This is, it might be the best movie to come from the 80s. And I know that we say that there's a lot of great movies and there's a lot of best ones. Mm-hmm. But if I put all of the movies from the 80s into a big pile and I said pick out the best one, I think that this one's going to be... I think I would pick out Breakfast Club most times. I think most people will pick. Because even if you like, if you Google mm-hmm. best 80s movies, this is always in the top three. Oh, yeah. Hands down. No matter who makes the list, it's always there. Mm-hmm. And because it's got... It literally has everything in it. Yep. I mean, you want to cry. It's got fucking libraries. Yep. Hallways. Yep. Um, offices. Mm-hmm. Uh... Basketball. Basement. Basketballs. Base, yep. Mm-hmm. One basketball shoe. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. That's, I love that Bender changed his one shoe for a basketball shoe. Like, right. And then he just leaves it in there and then mm-hmm. they walk out and then his shoe is just there like, it's like that one shoe that you always see on the side of the highway. What the fuck is that all yeah, about? Yeah, there's always one of them. Do you think Bender just drives around and is like, oh, fuck this. I only need one shoe while I'm playing basketball and just yeah. tosses the other one out? Or Get what? out of here, shoe. Nice. So, anyways, why, what do you love about it? I mean, give me some dirty details on life in high school as a fucking ginger. I don't know. I mean, let's, let's talk about, like, uh, if we ever had detention. Did you ever have to go to detention in high school? Yes. Okay, tell me about it. So, I went in high school. I can't even remember what I went for, why I had got detention. I think I was talking shit to one of my math teachers. And she was like, that's enough, Chris. You're getting detention. I'm like, mm-hmm. prove it. Yeah. And <laughs> she did. Yeah. But you know what I did? Mm-hmm. So there was a video production class. Yeah. And because videos, when we went to high school, weren't like videos now. It wasn't like, oh, every fucking person has a video recording right. device in their pocket. Mm-hmm. We had to pack around 85 pounds worth of shit, right? I know. Those fuckers were heavy. I was... I made a few, because I took video production one and two, and I made a couple of videos. Yeah, and we, 
we had high school late 90s, but uh-huh. that equipment was like from the 80s still. It was older still. Yeah. So the, actually that equipment was probably featured in these movies as brand new. Mm-hmm. But so I went because we had to go either to detention or we could go to another class where a teacher would authorize us to come there and work there, right? Okay. And so I would go to the video. I went to the video production class mm-hmm. and then I checked out a camera and then went and fucked off for two hours. Yes. And then came back and I was like, yeah, see, I got some video footage. And then you're like, oh, I forgot to hit record. Yeah, basically. That's awesome. And then uh, the other time that I got detention was, I was like sixth grade. And I got the right end of the deal on that one, dude. I got like whatever OJ got, but not that, like the opposite of it. Because I was waiting in the line at a bus Mm -hmm. at the end of the school day. And there was this kid who was a little bit younger than me that kept hassling these younger kids. Because I was like sixth grade. It was like the oldest grade. And then there was a kid in there that just kept hassling like these second graders and shit, right? And I was like, fucking stop, man. And he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then he reared up and punched me, and then I fucking laid him out. One hit. Boom. Just got him. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, on Breakfast Club when he's like, there'll be two hits. Me hitting you, you hitting the floor. And that's what happened. And you then you fucking know straight up Breakfast Clubbed him. Yeah. And then I got detention. Yeah. And you know what he got? A black eye. Fat lip. Yeah. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Anyways, what about you? Um... So I only ever got in trouble really kind of one time in high school and it was super bullshit because I was like the oldest kid, right? So I was the first child. And so then my parents were all super strict for me and then they just fucking could care less about everyone else. But I, you know, that like they like gave all their effort for me and they're like, yeah, like after that, you know, because then all the kids are like more and progressively wilder. But so I skipped one class in my whole high school career. Like, um, did you ever skip school with me, or did I always just take off no, without you? I never skipped school with you guys. I only ever skipped one time, and it was um, to study for a test. I was like literally like Brian from the movie, um, like Anthony Michael Hall's character. Like I didn't bring a flare gun or anything. But you I, did go to Niagara Falls and you got some pussy, huh? I did do that too. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, so, like, I skipped one class that I had an A in to study for a history test, which I had, like, a C in, and then I got in trouble and got detention for skipping that class, and then my parents got super mad at me, and I was like, I wasn't even out doing anything, I was just, I, like, sat at my locker and just studied for a test, and I got in so much trouble. I feel like they set you up to a higher standard, because you fucking, you were a wild kid. You had Alf shirts. I had a mullet. You had a mullet, you had a rat tail. I had red hair. You had, you came out of your mom dancing, you know? Yes. So I can understand why they were pretty strict with you. And you were you were trying to do your best. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you got the raw end of the deal, right? So, I mean, I teach college now and I've never given anyone detention either. Like, I don't, you don't give detention in college. I think you should. You just give like, do you know what I did one time to mess with my students was I made a test. And then I made the, um, like it was a 50 question test and the right answer. I made A on every single question on Shut it, up. just to fuck with them. Are you serious? Yeah. That's the coolest thing serious. And then like half of the students were like, we kept putting A and A and A. And then we were like, there's no way this is right. And so then they started changing them. And I was like, gotcha, bitches. And I was like, <laughs> they were all A. And then we Could you imagine? Just, so... Imagine you and me being teachers together. Like, like a tandem teacher? Yeah. Are there any 
Is that a thing? Like, are there ever any classes or anything that there's two instructors at the same time? I think, like, uh, my hiking and fishing instructor, one was a hiking instructor and one was a fishing. Oh, fuck. We would destroy that, like, in a good way. That would be... Would you be the hiker or the fisher? Uh, fisher. Wait, I don't care. Either one. Yeah. Depends. I could could teach hiking easily. You go like this. Okay, you remember how you've been walking forever? Just keep on doing that. Keep doing that and And then then drink some water. You know what you get? A plus. If there's a bear, run instead. And don't be the slowest runner. Yep. Have you ever seen a bear in the wild? Twice. Fucking, I have twice or more. Well, also. Do you want to count Yellowstone? That's the wild. So then, yeah, then three times. Three times? I think I've seen a bear. I think that you and I saw a bear up at New Fork. Uh, no, I wasn't. That was actually before I came up there. Oh, that was before. Yeah, because I think you guys got up there like a day or two before me. That's when we became best friends. Yeah, that fucking bear. And was I think out there. you guys got there. You saw it like the day or two before I got there. Yep, he was out there holding a sign that said Corey equals lunch, and I was like, "Fucking no, it doesn't. Not today. <laughs> You're lying, bear." So like, let's uh, let's take a minute if you want and shout out a couple people. All right, so I'm going to kind of take this in chronological order um, of people that we've kind of met and interacted with and everything. Uh, The first is via VHS podcast. Uh, They reached out kind of early in the creation of our podcast and asked if we would like kind of a retro-themed logo, and that's kind of where we got that, or that's basically the 80s, you know, blue and pink um, logo. So love it. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that logo, and I love that they made it for us. So, huge shout out to them. Um, check out their podcast; they're really great. Uh, from there, I really want to shout out Vintage Video Podcast. They, um, I kind of found them early on Twitter as we started, you know, making the podcast and everything, and I really started to become friends with uh, them. And I ended up subscribing to their Patreon. They've got a Patreon um, with some really great benefits. And it's like a dollar a month to be a Patreon. It's a really great service. And uh, they are doing a super cool thing. They're reviewing every single movie that was released in theaters in 1980 and releasing it on the day it was reviewed. That's so, hardcore. Literally. they Some days they release like six episodes in a day it's crazy and they're like super dedicated it's so awesome. they're way less random than we are yeah they, do they, they, do they like, stay on task they stay on task yeah nice yep. so they've got some really good humor in there but they're certainly way more on task than we are um i'm super proud to be a patreon supporter of theirs so um super excited for that and then from there i want to shout out uh nostalgia podcast and horror dads uh both of these podcasts reached out to us um for help with uh, podcast music. So they Nostalgunk is making us an intro with a little bit of like synthwave, 80s music sort of thing for an intro. Super stoked about mm-hmm. that. And then uh, Horror Dads, uh, I haven't even told you this yet, but he, but um, one of the guys from Horror Dads, he sent me a couple different um, synthwave songs that he had made as well. Did he go like this? It's kind of like... Horror music, horror music. It's sort of like that, but not really. But his name is John. And I'm just really kind of finding like everybody is so kind in this community. And I love that the podcasting community kind of all comes together and really helps and promotes 
each other, which is super cool. And that brings us to our latest shout out, uh, bring the Mio. They kind of found us and reached out to us on Instagram and said that they really liked the kind of how lighthearted and everything our podcast was and how we seemed to have a lot of fun and it was laid back. And, um, I subscribed to them and started listening and they're, uh, you know, equally as fun. Oh yeah. They're wild. Also just wild podcasts. And I really like that. Um, it's kind of like the female side of us, like making up silly ass, like small dick jokes and everything. And they're kind of like just going off on, you know, the female side of it. But, uh, so all of those people really have made an impression, um, along with, you know, countless others that we've been interacting with online. So, um, those are the ones that I wanted to shout out the most. Yeah, for sure. Give them a, a checkout. Yes. (laughs) Check them out like on supermarket sweep. Yeah. And, and listen and, you know, just enjoy it. Fuck yeah. We enjoy it. And while you're enjoying shit, uh, you guys could totally enjoy subscribing to our Patreon, um, where we are uploading content weekly of kind of outtakes and side conversations that we have. And um, considering the fact that our podcast is consistently just side conversations and outtakes, then you can only imagine how much further you can only imagine what an actual side conversation (laughs) is like. So yeah. um, But uh, thanks for letting us take some time out of this uh, episode to shout all those people out. Yeah, for sure. And our last uh, or our next patreon upload is going to be we actually did a draft oh yeah we tell them about that we came up with 10 heartthrobs heartthrobs from Mm -hmm. the 80s Corey did i did and then we even threw my wife in there which she cheated yeah she just said john travolta 10 times which doesn't even fucking count right and then we drafted them we put them together and we came up with the top five lists so Mm -hmm. we'll we'll probably throw up a small like one minute anagram is that what they're called? Anagram? Audiogram. Audi- yeah, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what I said. Yeah. But yeah, so check it out. Cool. Anyways, should we get back to uh, the Breakfast Club? Since Yeah, that's we... basically the shout outs. Yep, for sure. Thanks, guys. Um, so speaking of the movie, what do you think of the quote from the beginning? When you grow up, your heart dies? No, that's not from the beginning. Oh, it's from the beginning of the podcast. That's true. I was going to say the <laughs> the beginning of the movie when they quote uh, David Bowie. Oh, you quote that, and I'll tell you what I think about it. Okay, yeah, pause this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. And these children that you spit on as they try to change their worlds are immune to your consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. Yep. David Bowie. Mm-hmm. It, so what that says to me is adults think that teenagers don't have a clue. Right. And they know it but all. They do. And but you know, as an as a teenager, life mm-hmm. isn't easy. Right. Everything is changing and you're realizing that life is not all fucking mm-hmm. running around outside climbing trees yeah. and playing checkers and jump in your bike all the fun things that you yeah. do as a child like as know. a teenager you get to do a lot of fun stuff but then you have to deal with a lot of bullshit mm-hmm. too yeah one day you're like a 17 year old kid climbing in a tree and playing checkers or a seven year old <laughs> next day you're an adult <laughs> <laughs> no you know actually i think that actually might stand true more right. nowadays because i 
I would fucking hate being a teenager today. You know, I, a lot of like expectation and hard. Like it's hard growing up in these times for sure. Yeah, for sure. When we were kids, we were teenagers in the nineties. Mm-hmm. This movie was from the eighties. You know, all stuff changed. I just stuttered. <laughs> stuff changed, but we didn't have to deal with social media right. as much. I feel like I don't know if I could handle social media as a teenager, dude. I don't know. It's so hard because you can be literally, you can literally become famous from social media overnight and make like a career out of yourself, or it can like bury you and have the entire world turn on you. So it's kind of like a tool. But like any tool you can use wrong and hurt yourself. Yeah, right? for so sure. That's kind of crazy. But, but I mean, kids are just mean and they've always been mean. But it's like, um, like if I, it's like um, Christmas 1992 or something. And then like open up a present and it's like a, like a Discman or something, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck, yeah, Santa Claus brought me that Discman, bitch. Um, if I like strap that guy on and then walk to school, um, everybody would be like, Motherfucker's got a Discman. Hell yeah. But they wouldn't care if it was like Discman brand. It could be like, you know, Disc person. Or like Walmart Discman. Disc squirrel. But then it's like, my sister just told me the other day that um, my other sister bought my kid, not, not my kids, bought her kids some AirPods. But they were like knockoff brands. They were just like after. They were just a cheaper. <laughs> and... Um, they wore them and they were super excited. They got them and wore them to school. And then all of the kids like mercilessly made fun of them for having like off brand AirPods. And then it's like that stuff damages children. Yeah, for sure. Like you're like a kid and you're like, you open up these presents and you're like, hell yeah. Like I got some AirPods. Like, yeah, they're not AirPods, but they're they're AirBuds or whatever. And then, so you like wear those guys and then immediately like all the kids start making fun of you. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. And that stuff I think has just gotten worse and worse. Oh yeah. Like nobody's going to be like, oh, that dumb motherfucker bought a Spalding basketball instead of a um, Nike brand. Nike brand, you know. We were like, fuck yeah, let's go play basketball. Yeah, didn't matter. Then she got that fucking warped ass basketball that bounces sideways. Or like the tiny one. Did you ever play basketball with the tiny ones? Like the the little, little ones or the slightly smaller ones? No, the, the slightly smaller ones were like women's college ones or whatever, mm-hmm. but like the little, little ones. Yeah, that's the only one that I could ever slam dunk when I was younger. Hell yeah. You remember me and you playing some fucking 21 mm-hmm. in your driveway? Hell yeah. And we were, what was that game called where it was like, like it only bounced once. What'd you call that? Oh, uh, it's called like uh, poison. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. Poison. We played the shit out of that. Uh-huh. Man. I remember that I won every time. Actually, it might have been called cutthroat. Cutthroat. I think poison was a different one. I think you're right. But I, I could, still won every time. I think right? you could just call any game in the '90s like whatever you wanted. This game's called fucking pogs. Pogs. Yeah. <laughs> should we talk about this movie a little bit oh yeah we should since i brought up the quote and we kind of talked about teenagers (laughs) but uh david bowie is a motherfucker though he was always kicking ass you know he's like we could be heroes even if it's just for one day and it's like oh yeah yeah and like he went to the moon Mm -hmm. he did all that shit and uh and so that is it's no surprise that bowie would come out with something profound and say hey motherfucker you make fun of and spit on these children but they they know what the fuck they're talking about yeah they're not stupid (laughs) look at all the just that in general look at how they played dick yeah 
What was his last name? We just looked up their names, but they, he called him Dick all the time. Right. Yeah. His name's Richard, though. Yeah. But look at how they played him. Uh-huh. Like, for example, when uh, Bender went and pulled that screw out, right? Right. And Richard Vernon. Richard Vernon. Vernon. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Vernon. <laughs> he went and pulled that screw out, and then he came in and was like, where's my fucking screw? He's like, can you describe the screw? Oh, wait, no, that's when he's like, can you describe this reference? Yeah, she's like, who would want to steal a screw? Right. <laughs> and then he goes and props the door open with the fucking chair, and they're like, that's not going to work. That chair is way, that door is way too heavy for that mm-hmm. chair, and then it just... I think that is my favorite part of the movie, because that door, like, you, I think there was someone behind the door that just, like, slammed it, because that fucking thing was like... Boom! And like, like the the chair just goes flying. Like it closed way faster than every other time that it yeah. closed. You know, it had like some serious weight behind it. And then he calls Andy Andrew over there to move the fucking magazine yeah. shelf. And then he's like, "Well, there's the fire exit." And he's like, "God damn it! I expected more from a varsity athlete." Right. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Get this out of the way!" <laughs> like he, that was I thought that was pretty cool of freaking dick. He was uh-huh. like, like he just like switched it. He like, switched it. Yeah. Like, what, what the, the what the fuck are you doing? Get, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that is so good though. I'd be like Like if I was a teacher, mm-hmm. that's what that I would that's what I would do. Right. I wouldn't be a dickhead like him. Like, I'm coming in here fucking cracking skulls. Yeah. Like I would probably just pack around a fake skull mm-hmm. and a hammer and I would just fucking crack that skull and be like, Yeah, what? Right. You'd have to carry around like a lot of skulls or like a trick skull that was designed to crack when you tapped it. What if I just got skulls? skulls on sale after halloween like i got 10 for a dollar or something that'd be cool they'd be made out of like styrofoam they'd be hard to crack but you could do it what if i just smash them i'd be like i'm smashing skulls and I'd be like it's not it's as violent but it's violent sir yeah i like it so um fuck yeah man this movie is so it's it's crazy it's like here's howard hughes and they're like all right howard hughes you fucking genius um Actually, side note, this podcast has been going for a good five months, nearly five months now. So if you don't know why we call him Howard Hughes, uh, you can kind of go back through our earlier catalog. Our very, you know, very the first, first episode. One or two episodes, yep, and we kind of um, explain why we call him Howard Hughes. Anyways, so... Corey thought his name yeah, was Howard Hughes, not I John. I did. I uh, got drunk and called him Howard Hughes, but, you know, (laughs) that's basically what happens on this podcast. That's basically Corey. Um, So, yeah, people are like, okay, motherfucker, um, you know how to write movies? What's your next movie? And then he goes like this. Here's what it is. Fucking five people go to detention. That's going to be a shitty movie. the fucking movie. And they're like, they're like, well, okay, um... Like, what else happens? Is there, do aliens attack or something? Nope. Nope. Uh, is there, like, some crazy event that happens? Nope. Uh, is it, like, multiple weeks of detention? Fuck no. Do you know what happens? They get there at 7 a.m., they leave at 4.30. Done. And do you know what happens in the middle? One of them gets their pussy eaten, because I'm Howard Hughes. Right. And they get high. Yeah. And... And then they're like, that's the Howard I know. I thought he was hitting us with, they're going to go to fucking detention. And then he just flips the script. He starts talking about eating pussy and getting high. God damn it. I love Howard Hughes. And he probably wrote the movie in like eight minutes. Yeah. Could you imagine like Siskel and Ebert in the eighties? They're like kicking back. They're like, watch this. You think this movie's boring now? Wait about 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I know that actor and I know that actor and they're going to detention. 
and then they're sitting there, mm-hmm. and then, boom, like n- nuclear bomb. Right. Fucking amazing. Yeah. I it, fucking love this movie. It's crazy how you can watch this mm-hmm. at different times in your life, and then you can relate to it differently, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's like you could watch it at one point, and you laugh. Yep. And then another time you could watch it, and then you're crying. Mm-hmm. You know, and then sometimes it's a little bit of both. And then, I don't know, sometimes maybe you even just relate with the time where they he comes in and they're all sleeping. Right. You know, so... There's always something that you can relate to, for sure. Like, I think that I've related with every single one of those characters in the movie, aside from um, uh, Andrew, uh, Emilio Estevez's character, just because I wasn't... Uh, like, I didn't play sports in high school. You never had pressure like that? Well, not like the... I did in other ways, but not in the way that Andrew did because his was all, like, varsity sports. Like, you got to be the winner and everything. And I um, was kind of diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and, you know, was... It was like... Uh, I was, like, doing competitive sports if I could walk down the hallway, you know, for half of my... <laughs> Right. High school career. Like, I'm much better now, but it was, you know, pretty shitty back then. So, um, I guess my dad, like, wanted me to be, like, A number one at walking down the hallway. I might have felt, like, extra pressure. Duke of of the hallway, A number one? Actually, in high school, I did have a key to the elevator that I never used because I felt like people would make fun of me. So, maybe I kind of resonated that way. How did I not ever know that? Because I didn't fucking tell you. Now walk up the stairs. Turn this off. We're done. I walked them stairs, bitch. Um, (laughs) So who did you... So we just watched this movie. Who did you resonate most with this time? This time I actually... I'd probably say Brian. Yeah? Yeah. Just because... I don't even know why. Because... Maybe because I just watched Weird Science. I didn't tell you that, but... He's in that. I just watched it. And I don't know. He's kind of always kind of a nerd. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And we were kind of the nerdy kids. We weren't the jocks for sure. Right. And we weren't like the criminals or whatever, you know, quote. Mm-hmm. And so I think more we were... I think we were more like the outcasts, like the freaks and geeks sort of thing. Because we weren't smart. Like We weren't the straight A like math club physics dudes. Right, for sure. We were kind of like Amelia's character. Yeah, I can get that. And I by think... Amelia, I mean Allison. Hell Fucking yeah. idiot. Can't get anybody's name right. Yeah, but I, I didn't pack around a bag full of shit either. I think this time I I just I think I just liked his character this time mm-hmm. more just because he would just sit back and just like always just watch be like, Oh shit, those guys are gonna fight again. Yeah. And then they were arguing, he'd be like, I'm in the math club. <laughs> I'm in the physics yeah, club. I'm in the physics club. I like uh, at one point in the movie he's like, Yeah, they're not like us like and he's talking like him and Emilio. He's like, yeah, they're not like us, you know, <laughs> just right. kind of just being like acting like he's like a jock for a minute. Right. Um, I think that the person that I, so when you say that you can resonate with different characters each time you watch it and kind of like take something from it each time, um, this time I think that the most profound interaction between the two characters was really uh, when Bender was being kind of a dickhead to the janitor, Carl. Mm-hmm. And he's just like making fun of him about like, what exactly does, how do you become, a- how do you become a janitor? And it was so cool because Carl's character, um, he 
instead of like taking offense and being like this fucking dickhead you know because that's kind of like what uh paul gleason richard's character does you know he he wants to beat the shit out of uh bender right he thinks he's a little prick dickhead you know but um carl he kind of remembers he's like you know we were that those kids as well and so he he's like oh you know you guys you guys think you're so clever in here you know making fun of me and shit and he's like i'm the eyes and ears of this school and everything and then late you know later in the movie he catches richard going through bender's personal files and everything right all the confidential yeah, and files he's like, and everything. what the fuck man and he makes 50 bucks which is awesome and he drinks beers and he drinks beers and and everything with richard but i love how he's just like can you believe these guys are going to be taking care of us when he's older and he's like you better hope they are because you're being a fucking dickhead. Yeah, he's like, you're not, they're not yeah, going to take, take care of you, you know? And I think that that's like a character arc for Richard because he's like, fuck, maybe I am a dickhead, you know? And like, I was one of these kids before. Right, and he's like, these kids are changing. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, they're not. The kids are the same. Yeah, you're changing. Insane. Like, the principal was an asshole. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I just wonder like if he started out that way or if he was like one of their... You know, if he was like one of those kids before, so he's like, you know, you took a job because you thought it was going to be badass and everything, and then, and then he turned get... into, you know, and it's like, and he's and you know, um, Carl, he stood up for him, like he's like, don't go looking through their fucking files, and then you know, it's like that uh, Bender was like shitting on him earlier, and then fucking um, like he stands up for him, and I just love that so much. Yeah, I agree. I actually never really thought about that mm-hmm. but it's true because he they were just kind of ragging on him and then he did stand up for him maybe the janitor is the one that's got his shit together you know he's mm-hmm. like i'll just fucking clean the school i'll get a paycheck i got the easy life and right everybody deal with their own shit and it's like nobody should be made to feel bad about what their career is in life like it doesn't matter, like, you're no better than anybody else if you're a doctor, if you're a janitor. Right, because like, we anything. need every... Every single person has need value in their entire life. You know, and kids, and that's the thing, like, kids will make fun of things and try to get a reaction out of things. But then at the end of the movie, um, you can tell, like, when they're walking out, Bender, you know, he, he kind of says, like, hey, see you next fucking Saturday, you know. And they kind of have, like, this mutual... Like right, I, they rag on each other mm-hmm. a little bit, but then they're like... Which is like Bender knows. He's like, this motherfucker is in my corner. I, I feel like this movie is... Like, I think Bender is the main character. Oh, yeah. Because he, like, picks out the faults in every mm-hmm. single person. Yeah, and they, he's a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of those characters... Like, they just all fuck around. They just sit and there. And just, like, sit there and fall asleep. Right there. Sure. And, mm-hmm. the, and then they go home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he definitely... It's all about he his, was the stick that stirred mm-hmm. the pot. Yeah, every single thing that he did, and and they set it up right from the beginning when um, Emilio Estevez is like, nobody would give a fuck if you drop dead at this school. You, you know, could disappear. Nobody, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, and then at that point you find out that he'll stand up for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he's being a dickhead, because he's a dickhead to Brian, but then he stands up for him, right? Right. That was when they were kind of ragging on Brian, mm-hmm. and he's like. Because he's like, I go to math club. I go to physics club. Right. And then he's like, what makes your club better than his? Mm-hmm. You know? And she's like, well, I don't go to physics. He's like, well, what do you do at physics? Well, we talk about physics. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, physics. so it's social. It's fucking nerdy, but yeah. it's so, right? 
And so he, mm-hmm. even though he's 100% going to rag on Brian, he's standing up for him. Yeah. You know, because he's obviously got a shitty home life. Mm-hmm. But he's also, he's kind of a bully, but he's also the guy that will fucking stand up to a bully because he feels oh, yeah. like he's being bullied all the time too, you know, because he is. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah it's that's way complex. He's like the whole movie is super complex. I it's love it. so crazy. Watch it a million times in a row. I could watch it every week. Yeah. I wouldn't feel bad. Well, all right, man. Since we're at the season ender, I'm going to throw a hardcore 90s movie at you. Oh, shit. It has some stellar music. Okay. Star-studded cast. Ooh. And they save the world. Really? Yeah. What is it? Tell me what you think about Armageddon. Oh, fuck. Armageddon? Yeah. <laughs> I love... Um, there's like a million different movies in the 90s where they're like... Uh, some scientist is like, hey, uh, world, there's a fucking asteroid coming. And then like some army general's like, bitch, shoot it with a missile then. <laughs> you know? It's true. Like, but- I wonder if that, there's no way that would actually work. Like, that's such a human thing to do. Oh, how long has that comet been traveling the, the um, solar system? Two million years. Two million or billion years. Oh, I got an idea. Fucking shoot it with a nuke. They go to, like, Wyoming, and then they're like, how do you solve your problems? Right. We fucking yeah, shoot it. We fucking shoot it with a nuke. Um, could you imagine being a comet? You've just been cruising for fucking ever, and then you're just like, the fuck's going on over there? Like, And it's like, you're like, the fuck was that? It's like a mosquito. <laughs> yeah. Like She's like, god damn. Fucking shooting missiles at me? But yeah, did you know that that song was Aerosmith's only number one hit and they didn't even write and it they didn't even write I it no it's fucked up because Aerosmith is you know they're like a good ass band yeah they're like the best American rock band I ever, think my right? favorite story about Aerosmith is like uh Steven Tyler heard a song um and he's like oh we should fucking remake that song and then they were like that's our fucking song asshole yeah he was so wasted and he was like oh. that was 80s too wasn't yeah, that, it like wasn't when that he was that toys really in the attic something like that yeah it was like when they were yeah, like, could you imagine? Like, that would be like us listening to our podcast. We're like, fuck yeah, these guys are funny. We should do a podcast. And then you're like, Corey, that's us. <laughs> we did do that podcast, buddy. And I'm like, oh. But yeah, so so Armageddon. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was probably one of the most celebrated movies from the 90s, right? Oh, it, was like, yeah. it was like a, what are they, like an epic poem or mm-hmm. whatever. It was like the odyssey of the 90s, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, um, it, it's got everything, you know? It's like the world's going to end, uh, so let's get some like two or three astronauts and then like an oil driller like, like steve buscemi and a couple other people and then they're like um like halfway through the movie they're like fuck it let's go to the strip club before we go into outer space right you know and then like uh i wonder if that like wouldn't that be cool if like if you worked at nasa and you're like oh because like all the strippers in cape canaveral are like oh yep um spaceship's going out tomorrow so we know who's coming here on wednesday night and then it's, they're like in the spacesuits like you know they, like, they make the strippers put on like yeah. alien costumes and shit yeah and she's like trying to bounce like her titties in the face but just like clink clink because it keeps hitting the fucking <laughs> helmet what if they had a no, a no gravity strip club like a no gravity strip room like that was the VIP. Like you go in there, and there was just like you just go to spin down on the pool, pool, but you just sit there. They're just forever. like spinning on the top forever. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool. Just like the planets going around, um, dude. 
It's kind Are of the like, lights flickering in here to you. Yeah, they're flickering a little bit. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. No. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, and like, uh, is it Buscemi that just like he's like, fuck, I'm gonna ride this. Yeah, he's like, he jumps on the nuke, and yeah. they're like, get, get off the nuke, and he's like, he's like, I wanna ride. I just want some power between my legs. Right. I just want to feel- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that would totally be us. What a wild on movie. The, on that, yeah. Don't like who all dies. Do they all die except for Ben? No. So like Ben Affleck makes it back. Yeah. At, Steve Buscemi makes it back. Um, that's weird because that's like the only movie I've ever seen that he lives in. I want to say like was Bill Paxton in it? Yeah. Not Bill Paxton. Some other dude that looks like Bill Paxton maybe. Yeah. But. Uh, because Bruce Willis dies. Yeah, He's he like, you can marry up. my daughter. Dead. Um, was it Owen Wilson in it? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think he makes it back if he's in it. Yeah, he might have been in it. Uh, I don't even remember, dude. I think it's been like 20 yeah. years since I've seen it. God, it's wild. It's so, like that movie, and what was that other Comet movie where it was like, they shot it with a nuclear bomb, and then the Comet's like, now there's fucking two of me, idiot. Uh, Deep Impact? Yeah. The one was that the one where they had to like drive up on the top of the mountain? Yeah, like that's like Pierce hits, Brosnan or whatever. And then they it? drive up to the top of the mountain. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, moral of the story is, don't go around comets. Yeah, could you imagine being like, yeah, there's a comet, but we're gonna shoot it, and then they shoot it, and then it's all of a sudden two comets. And they're like, oh, <laughs> and then like the Department of Defense is like, shoot it again, and they shoot it, and it's like eight comets, and they're like, stop fucking shooting the comets, it's <laughs> not working. <laughs> what else are we gonna do well we were gonna lose half of the world right now we're losing seven eighths of the yeah. world good job and then somebody's sitting back there that was part of my master plan right that'd be fucking awesome that is uh because isn't like the um purpose of that asteroid game to just like shoot asteroids with guns yeah so that's kind of like what they did they're like we already know how to solve it my kids got the high score on it yeah fucking shoot it man yeah, scientist. What's your what's your problem? So yeah, that's Armageddon. What if they got like a transformer or something? Then and like, he punched it, or like a big rocket. And so like the rock, the comet's flying this way. But what if you got a big jet engine that could push it the other way, and then it just pushed it? It's away? like an immovable object and an unstoppable force. Yeah, like Batman and the Joker. Yeah. Anyways, Armageddon. Mm-hmm. That's it. Great movie. Check it out. Yep. So. Let's get back to the Breakfast Club, cool. since that's why we're here. Yep. Um, shit, where should we go? Let's uh, let's talk about when um, it. I kind of I love like how the movie goes, right? So they all get there, and then they don't talk to each other, and then they all talk to each other, and then and they're all dickheads to each other. They're all dickheads to each other, but then they all just like follow each other. Like Bender's like, "I'm gonna fuck off and go get my weed," and they're all like, "Oh, we'll go with you." Oh, speaking of that, you know what? I think the first point in the movie where they all kind of came together mm-hmm. and it was like okay i can see that they all want something out of the day right is like when bender was sitting there whistling oh and they all start whistling too yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then they all is. got in on it mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty cool because then you're like that's their first time where they're not fighting they're not being dickheads right. and they're just kind of all enjoying together. their day mm-hmm. but yeah so they're they're all running around yeah they go to his locker and they get his weed and then, uh, you know, that's when Bender, like, runs off and sacrifices himself and goes and plays basketball so the kids can get back to the movie, or to the movie, to the uh, library. <laughs> to the library, yeah. Um, but 
I know he had no reason to do that and he just did it. Yeah, but he just he does care, you know. He's like he's like trying to be a good person. He wants him. to be accepted. Yeah, he does for sure. But that um I watched the movie like a hundred times easily and then I caught something this time when we watched it that I've never caught before when he goes in like when uh Dick catches him and he brings back and he's like, This fucking joker was playing basketball you know, and then uh, he um, walks over to Milo Estevez and he hands him some glasses and he's like, here, this will help your hallway vision. Right. And it's because he told him, he's like, no, we got to go this way down the hallway and it was locked. And I've seen that movie a million times and it's just that subtle little thing where it's like a dig where he handed him some glasses to improve his hallway vision. He's like, next time you'll fucking go this way instead yeah. of that way. He's like, he's- Told you, you know. Definitely zigged when he should have zagged, right? right? so cool. I was like, oh, shit, it's like a burn. Um, you know, right. You know what? I think one of my favorite things is hmm. I really love how Allison yep. fucking steals everything. Yeah. Like I always loved it. One of my favorite parts is when he pulls out that switchblade mm-hmm. and then he stabs it into the chair and she's and just she like, just, mine. Yeah. Reaches over out of this, the, um, frame and steals it. Right. And <laughs> then she takes his lock mm-hmm. and then she takes, uh, Brian's wallet. Brian's wallet. Yeah, later yeah. he's like, she's like, you're five foot nine, mm-hmm. you're 130 pounds, you got a social security number of zero one zero zero one, and he's like, holy shit. Yeah, she takes Emilio Estevez's V card a couple days later, probably. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I love it how uh, she's like, all you got in there is two bucks and a beaver shot, and Emilio's like, fuck, like, let's, let's see, see it. Let's see it, yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that you would ever say. Fuck, let's see it. Let me see it. Did you ever um, like print off a beaver shot to carry around in your wallet? I didn't. Did me you? Either. No. I never had any any beaver shots, but... Uh, I mean, we grew up like when you could just see it on the internet. Yeah, it was like the beginning part So if of we it. didn't have the internet, we probably would have. Like, Well, I mean, we... Went through a lot of Playboys. Yeah. There was some Playboys, some penthouses. So, I mean, it, that was still when those magazines were cool mm-hmm. and big and whatnot. So, it was still there. But, no, I never packed it around in in my wallet. Right. You got, like, a fanny pack full of beef shots? Yeah, I think so. Zip, and they just fall out. You're I was like, know. oh, shit. I know that one. That's September 87. Yep. I know that anywhere. Yep. Yeah, speaking of the beaver shots. Mm-hmm. One thing that kind of stood out to me was at the very beginning when they do the opening montage. Right. They had kind of the graffiti and everything. Oh, yeah. And then just the one shot on there, it just said Poontangers. Right. Like, how cool does that have, do you have to be to go, like, tag Poontangers somewhere <laughs> in your school? Howard Hughes probably read it. He's like, no, this is, the kids love this word. It's fucked up, right? Yeah, for sure. You know? He's like, oh. And they're like, I don't even know what that means. No. He's like, you know. Yep. Just just do it. It means like a it's like a basketball term or something. Just write it. Nice. And the, you know, he's just like in the background. He's like um he, he's kind of like chatting with Emilio and he's like Emilio, I'll give you 100 extra dollars if you say Poontangers. And Emilio's like, "No, Howard." And no, he's I'm like, not going to do it. He's like, "Do it." You know. And then uh cuz he plays like the dad, right? Right. He's uh Brian's dad at the mm-hmm. end when he picks him up, he's just sitting in the car. He's like, "Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if he like cruised up?" He's like, "Fucking Boontangers, right?" And they're like, "Cut!" <laughs> but it's weird because he was the director, <laughs> right? He's the uh, you guys he's, steal all my fun. He's playing that Ted Nugent song. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
Like the, the cat scratch fever? Or no, what? Uh, Wayne Dane, oh, Sweet yeah, Pink yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Howard Hughes, fucking genius. He's a he's a he's an animal. He's just a guy that just fucking he just does that wild shit constantly, man. Yeah, that's true. I wish I grew up in a Howard Hughes movie. You know, right? Wasn't it uh, was it Dogma that Jane Silent Bob were going and trying to find like where was it? What was the name of the town? Like Shermanville or something? Weren't they trying to go down and... Oh, yeah. Like, because he was talking about how all the nerdy kids always get all the chicks. In yeah, there, yeah, and yeah. And they're like, that fucking John Hughes doesn't know shit because that town ain't real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I forgot all sure, about I'm that. I'm pretty sure it was Dogma. I think it is, yeah. They're on the train. They're like, yeah, we're going to... Because uh, that's when they... when they Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's uh, JSL Bob. Yeah. But I think... My second favorite part of the movie okay. is when they were pulling out all of their lunches. How crazy was that? That was like, that was masterful. I thought it was so genius mm-hmm. when they were just like, first you start with Claire. And she's got her fucking sushi. She's and got bento like a sushi box. plate and everything. And, and her just, own jar of soy sauce. Right. And, and some little, fucking ball of ass. Like she, like have you ever owned chopsticks that come in like a nice carrying case? I have not. And she like whips them out. And they're like, what the fuck is that? She's like, do you know what these fucking say? They say uh, Claire in Chinese. And then you just have to believe it unless you speak it. And then she pulls out her fortune cookie and says, you know what that says? Says I'm getting fucked in a closet later. Yeah. That's what Howard Hughes wrote on it. (laughs) Right? In Chinese. Only it was in English. Right. She's like, you can't read this because it's in Chinese. And they're like, okay. And then they move on to, who's next? Uh, Allison? Mm -hmm. And she's got her fucked up. Sandwich. What kind of meat was that that she fucking It's that bullshit meat that's got all the olives in it. Pimento loaf? Is that good? No, I don't know. I don't think it's good. I mean, I like olives and ham, but I don't think I it's like them It's creepy together. looking too, but I always loved it how she's just like, oh, fuck, it just like throws it over. And it goes like, up on the statue. Sticks on the statue, uh-huh. yeah. And then she pours, so then it's like mayonnaise and sugar and pixie sticks and Captain Crunch or something. And then she just mashes it together uh-huh. and they're just staring at her. I just her. love how they're staring at her like, what? Uh, fuck. Like, she probably got diabetes just from recording it. Yeah, I think that Howard Hughes got diabetes just from uh-huh. talking about it. I'm probably going to get diagnosed with diabetes tomorrow. I hope he didn't die of diabetes. That would be sad. That would be something else, but we would know why. Oh, I'm sitting here Googling Howard Hughes and fucking more. And, uh, yeah. and, then, and then you got Andy and his lunch. Uh-huh. And he pulls out the whole bag of potato chips. Mm-hmm. And whole bag of cookies. Whole bag of cookies. Then he had a heart got, attack. It's fine. <laughs> got him <laughs> there was no diabetes there's like 16 sandwiches and a ribeye and what what else does he have like um, two apples and a banana mm-hmm. and everybody's just staring at him like what the shit man and then uh brian he has the soup bender goes over there and helps him and i love how he goes to grab it and bender's just like slapping his hand yep He's like, what are we eating today? I was thinking, like, it kind of made me think, um, like, the people that would, like, steal your lunch and shit, like, the bullies in high school. I wonder if they grew up, like, in households where they didn't have a lunch, so then they, like, resorted to violence to steal other people, like, be mean and steal other people's lunch out of necessity because they were hungry. Right. I kind of wondered that because that's probably, like, he didn't have a lunch. Right. He never ate. No. He, like, opened up the, um, you know, Brian's and tried to get his lunch but it's like he he didn't get set with the lunch for sure 
All he all he ended up getting was just like one of the cokes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. He, and he tried to eat tacos about halfway through the movie, and that's he got true. Fucking, he didn't get to do that either. So, you know, it's just. I mean, it's really about it's a story about a kid starving. Yeah. For attention and for food, sandwiches, sandwiches. You know, he could have used some mm-hmm. of that Captain Crunch, or that fucking fucking pimento. Is that what you called it? Pimento loaf, yeah, I think so. Let me fucking look up what Throw that means. shit right over your shoulder. I think it's pimento loaf. Pimento loaf. I know, could you, how How would you handle it having that whole bag of weed and then no snacks? I just, that's like a rough life, man. A whole and, bag of weed and no snacks. It's and then like he's a just, metaphor for life. Then he's just know? sitting in that closet like, man, I just, I'm really fucking hungry. Yeah, see, it's pickle and pimento loaf. That's what that fucking guy is. I feel like you should try that and tell me what it's like. It probably just tastes like ham with um, like green olives in it. Hmm. All right, man. So that's uh, pimento loaf and mm-hmm. whatnot. Let's talk a little bit about because you chose the opening quote. Oh, yeah. What does that mean to you? Oh, man, that's that shit. When you grow up, your heart dies. Yeah. I fucking mean, love that quote. I think that's true, man. Who cares? I care. It's like... um. It's just what that whole movie is predicated on, man. That's Allison's whole thing, you know. She, you like, isn't she the one that says like, "Don't we all turn into our parents?" Mm-hmm. You know. So she's really like, she, you know, she wants to pour pixie dust on fucking pixie dust, like pixie sticks on her uh, sandwich and everything, and you know, she kind of like squeaks and like hides her head and stuff, and you know, she's definitely she draws a picture and mm-hmm. scratches her dandruff and shit on yeah. there, but. But then she kind of like um, has this like transformative uh, character arc too, when uh, Molly Ringwald like does her makeup and everything and puts her hair up and all that stuff, you know. And like it's like she says that her parents ignore her and everything, and maybe that's why like she failed to kind of like learn how to take care and make herself look nice and everything because if you had parents that just ignored you, right? Like, you don't how, have any like, guidance. Or you anything. don't have any friends or anything. There's no like. Because, you know, you could, like, watch YouTube and learn how to do everything now. They didn't have that. You know, you need some, like, friend or something. I just love how she's like, why are you being nice to me? And then um, Molly Ringwald's like, because you're letting me, you know. It's just really cool. Right, for sure. I loved loved her character when she opened up. Like, she was fun the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then when she was sitting there freaking going off about, I'm a nymphomaniac. Yeah. that, That was so good when she's sitting there. Yeah, well, the first few times with yeah, my psychiatrist. Yeah. And, what did your psychiatrist say? He nailed me. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, you had sex with your psychiatrist? Or well, no, she's like, you're crazy. He's like, and then uh, Brian's like, yeah, of course he's fucking crazy. Right. You know? <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if like, uh, then the next shot, it was like Emilio and um, like Bender and Anthony Michael Hall and everything, and they're all over there fucking studying, like, psychology and shit. <laughs> they're just, like, smoking a pipe, like, yeah, I think I'm becoming... I was contemplating the effects of... Um, is that fucking guy... Um, Sigmund... No, not Sigmund Freud. No, Sigmund Freud, right? He's the one that was always... He's that psychologist guy? Sigmund? I don't know, like... Are like you... Freud? Freud, maybe. Like, Freudian... He's just, like, he's I the thought guy... Sigmund and Freud were, like, tiger dudes. Um, that's like, one second. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Are you talking about like Hannibal? No, Freud is the guy. He's a, like a psychologist. Yeah, Sigmund Freud. Oh. Yeah, he's an Austrian neurologist dude. He's, I think he was the guy that was always like, uh, he's the guy that came up with, um, that like every guy has got like a secret 
sexual fetish of their mom or something. Then who the fuck were the tiger guys? Uh, I wanted to say it was Simon and Garfunkel when I was fucking up, but it's not them. It's, um, who? You know, the ones that were the uh, fucking guys that went to Vegas yeah. and got their throats ripped out? I'm going to type in who the fuck are the tiger guys. You better not say the Tiger King or Carol Baskins. Yeah, that is who she is. Um, tiger owners. No. Tiger show in Vegas. Shit. I don't know who it is. I mean, I know, but I don't know. It's not Freud. It's not Sigmund Freud, obviously. Tiger show in Vegas. Siegfried and Roy. It's so close. <laughs> what a bunch of goofy fuckers. Like, that doesn't... Well, at least we know something. That's mm-hmm. that's a psychiatrist. Anyways, yep. back to psychiatrist. What if you were... No, not... I was going to say, what if you were a tiger psychiatrist, but that's too much. <laughs> Does it make any sense? How are you feeling right now? Just growl. <laughs> uh, do you know what the weirdest part of the movie is? Is when fucking Emilio Estevez like screams really loud and breaks all the glass. Right. He does his little fucking dance all around uh-huh. and then just like. And then yeah. Go, yeah. He's like doing fucking high jumps over the books and shit. Is that a real thing? Can you scream high-pitched enough to break glass? Like, I mean, it's a movie thing for I've sure. I've seen it all over. Like, there has to be a high-frequency, like, vibration of sound waves that breaks it. It must. Must be some weak-ass glass. Mm-hmm. Of course, it is Emilio Estevez. You think his character, actually, the character from The Breakfast Club, went on to become a lawyer and then was the actual... Mighty um, Duck guy? Mighty Duck's guy. I feel like his that knee could gave be, out. Yeah, I feel like that could be the same. And then he gave up wrestling and started hockeying. Yeah, because like in that movie, he had a lot of pressure, and then he moved on to be a fancy lawyer that wouldn't lose, and you know, and quack, quack, quack. Yeah, man, that's probably what happened. Yeah, I think, I think you could put all these movies together because even that scene where he was dancing, like mm-hmm. got high and everything. First thing I thought of was like when he got high on the peyote in Young oh, yeah. Guns. Mm-hmm. It was like the, it was like this is the same dude. Like he stole the DeLorean from fucking Doc and just drove around and she was kept like, doing it. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And yeah, that's uh, Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. All right, let's um, close this out with talking about um, talk about either your favorite. Thing in the movie, your favorite moment, your favorite character arc, um, your favorite, just give me like sum up the movie or something. I think my, just like my favorite moment mm-hmm. actually is the ending because it wraps everything together. Yeah. Like you go through this whole emotional ride and then you get, you like it shows all of the people leaving mm-hmm. and they walk out of the, the high school like you said, they say goodbye to the janitor, you know. Yep. And then they all go to their cars, and they're just like, well, that was detention. Mm-hmm. And then you see Bender just walking across the field, mm-hmm. and you've got the power music going in the background, right? Oh, yeah. And then he's just like, he, you realize that he, he actually made some friends, and he had a good day. Mm-hmm. And then he just gets that fist pump in there. He just hits it. And so just like that all the time, I always get goosebumps because that, like, you know, because like we said, Bender is the main character. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you know that he finally just had a good day. Oh, yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it starts out so bad for him and everything, and there's so much emotion. And then at the end, you know, he puts in uh, Molly's 
earring, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought that was kind of cool. Like she, cause he's giving her shit. He's like, are those real diamonds? You know? And then she like gives him one. He puts it in his ear. It's kind of cute. Um, yeah, I think that my favorite, um, thing in the movie is really, uh, Allison and her transformation and everything. And she kind of, you know, cleans up and everything. And she is so nervous to walk out there and everything. And then, uh, I mean, the rest of it is, you know, she's like, is it bad? And he's like, no, it's good. And everything. And yeah, and even Brian has a double take. Mm-hmm. Like, he leaves his essay. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. Because when you watch the movie, like, if you watch the movie and then you knew how it ended, but then, like, what you knew, when you knew how it ended, it was like this. Um, two of those people, like, out of the five people, two of them end up being couples before they leave. Then you would be like, oh, yeah. Um, Anthony Michael Hall and Allison, they definitely will be because they're like the two outcasts. And then um, I could probably see like a world where Claire, you know, the popular girl wants to go with like the bad boy and everything. You would never expect that like the story and there's no reason why you wouldn't expect this. But if you just like this is I think how you would think of it like, oh, the jock guy doesn't think that like the the goth girl and everything is going to be like the cute one, but like, that's how it was, you know? And right, I, sure. I just like that so much. Cause Amelia was like, God damn. Cause John Hughes is Howard Hughes is really good at, yeah. uh, like giving you the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that that is my favorite part. I mean, could you imagine like her dad, Allison's dad, you know, he's like, I fucking dropped you off and you looked like you were in the, the band, the cure. And you came out and you're looking like fucking, Britney Spears in this bitch. That's right. You know? Um, I don't know, man. It's a fucking good movie. I'm glad we, love we chose this for the end of season, season one. one. So, so Where do you well, think we should go with season two? I was just about to ask you that, man. Um, I mean, season two, I think that I, I kind of want to do like more the same, but just do it more wild and just having fun i'm hoping we're getting some more requests oh yeah i would love to start doing requests maybe like some uh themed like themes and things like that and i see a lot of like anniversaries of different movies coming out and everything and i'd really like to plan out our movies a little more and be like oh shit you know this anniversary of this movie's coming up soon maybe we could hit that one right for sure or this holiday is coming up here so you think we should move on with a request fuck yeah from our patreon uh huh. So, our big request that we've had from our one Patreon guy right now, Stephen Pitts, mm-hmm. really wants us to do the Terminator. Oh hell yeah! We should get down on that. Get that on our first episode mm-hmm. of our second season. Yeah. You know what that is? Uh, I'll be back in season two. That's basically the eighties. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if like he showed up and he's like, Have you seen this fucking person? And it's just like me and you in a picture, <laughs> like with arm bars and stuff. They're like, Yeah, that's that fucking weird guys that do that podcast. <laughs> All right, love you guys. Got him. Congrats to you for listening through a whole season for us. And congratulations to us for being awesome. Bye, bitch. <laughs>